Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Five Tool Podcast. I'm Dustin McComas, joined once again as always by Drew Bishop. And it is Tuesday. Yes, recording on Tuesday for a change. February 27th, 2024. And it is Festival Week. That's right. The second edition of the Five Tool Festival is taking place later this week in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So we're recording uh, a day earlier than usual just to give our listeners uh, a little an, another extra day for an extensive preview on the festival because uh, it is loaded. We've got 26 teams participating in the DFW area. Uh, we've got 10 out-of-state teams, 16 teams from Texas. Um, the event will be taking place at 10 DFW area schools. So Allen, Argyle, Flower Mound, Marcus, Highland Park, McKinney Boyd, Prosper, Walnut Grove, Rockwall, Rockwall Heath, and South Lake Carroll will be the host sites for this loaded event. Uh, we had an amazing time last year. Uh, it was, you know, we're biased, but it was a smashing success. We're bringing it back again, uh, bigger than ever. And uh, we're very much looking forward to it. So, Drew, it's Festival Week. What What are your thoughts? What's your excitement level as we're just a couple of days away from uh, a schedule that is basically any game you see is going to be a good game with good players? Yeah, uh, I'm pumped. Um, the only problem I have is that I can't be at all the games. Yeah. Um, you know, like that's the trickiest part. I mean, luckily for me, I'm in Rockwall, so I've got – two good teams in my backyard and I'll bounce back and forth between the two of them. But I think I get to see if my schedule stays the same as I mapped out, I think 11 of the 26 teams by staying out here. So um going to do that. Looking forward to it. You know, there's uh, a lot of people that help put on this event. So um obviously we're the ones that get to talk about it the most publicly, but um, you know, a lot of credit goes to Ryan Brewer, uh, our master schedule scheduler do it all. Um, he gets to deal with all the headaches and hopefully we can avoid weather and not even let that come into the picture. But uh, yeah, let's Ryan, so. you know, Ryan's responsible for getting all these teams here, um, you know, making this such a great event and working with the host schools and everything. So a lot of, a lot of, a uh, lot of credit goes to him on all this. So, but yeah, we're pumped, um, you know, tons of good teams, Lots of pro interest, lots of uh, D1 since they can start getting out on Friday. Um, and then lots of junior college uh, schools, too, that seem to be heading this way. Um, you know, so getting all these rosters. We've had a lot of help from the coaches as well uh, of all the teams that makes this a lot easier to talk about for us because uh, obviously we're not – we don't get to see all these teams as often as we do some of the ones here in Texas, but – uh, just really excited about it. You know, like you said, we've expanded quite a bit and brought in some teams. I think we've got eight states represented, if that's right, seven or eight states represented total. Um, a lot of returning teams, a lot of returning faces, and, and some new ones, too, that we'll, we'll get to, get our first look at. So, uh, yeah, just it's been great, great leading up. Uh, and we're looking forward to a good weekend of baseball. Yeah, and uh, this broadcast is brought to you by our friends at Hitforth, the high-tech development center that produces pound-for-pound pound the most powerful incomplete hitters in the state, located uh, in Austin, Texas. That's H-I-T-F-O-R-T-H dot com. Cannot recommend those guys enough. Go check them out. Trial sessions, swing assessments, 
uh, full hitting strength and conditioning programs. You can do it remotely if you've got a place to hit. These are full-time employees. They're extremely accountable. They individualize every program. And most importantly, they get results. Um, you can see those results on their Instagram page, their Twitter page, and their website as well. And uh, it's not just small results. I mean, they're getting major, major results uh, with, with their players that come in there of all ages, college players, high school players, uh, youth players as well. Uh, they can tailor everything uh, specifically to the player. And if, you know, I, uh, last week I spent a, a little bit of a day over at Cedar Park. And it sounds like a couple, couple of freshmen hit fourth guys cracked the varsity roster over there at Cedar Park. So uh, some, some, th- some big things happening over there. Uh, thanks to those guys for uh, for sponsoring the podcast to make sure you check them out. But yeah, we got 26 teams. Um, we've got written previews at the website, fivetool.org. And most importantly, we've got the schedule on there as well. So if you go to our website, fivetool.org, um, and you simply go up to events and down to tournaments and leagues, uh, click that button, and you'll see right there at the top, Five Tool High School Festival. Um, there's the event hub. We strongly recommend hitting the line button and following the event because whenever you go to the website, it'll tailor your feed to everything we do on there is going to come through all the videos, writing, future podcasts, analysis, all that sort of stuff is going to come right through on your feed there. So go hit the line, click follow, and you'll be able to keep up with all the action and we'll be all over the place. Um, there'll be video from, from everywhere. Um, so if anybody has a great performance or does anything, chances are we're capturing that we're putting it on the website, we're putting it on those player profiles. Uh, it's, there's probably going to be a lot to put on there because, uh, looking back to last year's event, if you think about some of the players that were there, uh, Caden Sorrell ended up winning most outstanding player. He's at Texas A&M now, uh, Braden Randall, uh, most outstanding offensive player starting for second baseman as a freshman at Ole Miss. Steven Sepulveda, most outstanding pitcher. He's already pitching in late-game leverage situations at Baylor as a freshman. Uh, Landon Hutchinson was defensive player of the event. He's back uh, with friendship as a brand college signee. And then Van Klein, most outstanding catcher. I just saw a highlight come across my Twitter feed today of him making a really nice play at home to tag a guy out. So he's obviously making some things happen already as a freshman at Air Force. Uh, so it's going to be, you know, who, who's going to be those guys that come out of this event um, this year and they're already making headwaves uh, at their college programs next year. Uh, we'll find out later this week. But we wanted to go through and basically try to give a brief team-by-team preview um, of the teams who are participating in the event. Obviously, we can't go super long because there are 26 teams. And if we took 10 minutes on the team, you do the math, you would be here for a long time. Even if you sped up and listened at two times speed, you'd still be here at a long, long time. <laughs> I, I can't do that math in my head, but I know it would still take a little while. So um, we're going to start with we're going to start with the national schools and uh, go alphabetically here. And the first one on the list, uh, Bixby from Oklahoma. Uh, Bixby got hot at the end of the last season. They rattled off 14 straight wins in 2023 to uh, win the 6A state championship in Oklahoma. Just an awesome season uh, for Bixby for the Spartans and. I really like their pitching. Uh, I mean, obviously led by Oklahoma State signee Jet Hope, a really talented two-way player. But uh, I'm especially excited about Brian Justice, who's an uncommitted senior right-handed pitcher. We really liked him in last year's festival. Uh, One of the best curveballs that we saw. Really good changeup as well. From what I've seen online, I think the velocity is trending up. I think that's a guy that's got a chance to come establish himself. Um, Excuse me, I said senior. He's He's a junior. He's 2025. 
I think he's got a chance to establish himself as one of the top uncommitted pitchers um, in this event. This is a guy I was a big fan of. Uh, another talented pitcher uh, came in Franklin, uh, an Oklahoma commitment, um, is going to add to that staff as well. And this is also a really physical athletic team too. Um, sophomore outfielder Cole Nolan, um, he's he's got some football offers already from the likes of Kansas State, UNLV, and Tulsa. Um, Cooper Leggett is another sophomore and I think colleges are going to pay attention to. Um, 6'5 with a fastball that's already been climbing into the upper 80s. So uh, really talented team. Um, they lost a couple pieces from that state title group, but they bring it back a lot, especially on the mound for this season. Yeah, uh, I got a good look at them last year. Big fan, guys you mentioned. Uh, Jet Hope obviously is a big standout. Uh, Schedule-wise for Bixby, um, so it, one of the tricky parts before we move on uh, that, that Brewer has is every team is playing, you know, they're all playing different amounts of games. And some of that, you know, for the Oklahoma schools is they can't start playing until March 1. Um, so instead of playing one game a day for these Oklahoma teams playing three, um, they're going to start on Friday and they'll play a doubleheader uh, and then Saturday. But so Bixby schedule lines up with they open up with Walnut Grove uh, at Walnut Grove. They stay at Walnut Grove and play Houston Memorial. And then on Saturday, they'll play Prosper uh, at Prosper. So good schedule for those guys and mm-hmm. um, looking looking forward to getting them out. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a good one for sure. Some good matchups there. Uh, Conway High School from Arkansas, next up on our list of the national schools heading down to the DFW area. Uh, they're one of the final eight teams standing in the 6A state playoffs last season. Uh, Sean Cover last year was one of the best freshmen we saw in the event. Yep. And uh, he ended up leading the team in hitting as a freshman, which is quite the statement. Uh, really talented two-way player. Um, he's back. Uh, I know a guy that made the all-festival team last year that we really liked, Tucker Satterfield, um, an Ares, uh, excuse me, Arkansas Three Rivers signee. Uh, solid shortstop. Uh, just guys a lot of fun to watch. You know, he's going to be leading the way for those guys this upcoming season. Uh, and then Braden Bramlett, who's heading to uh, Lyon. And then Will Thompson, who's also going to Three Rivers. Um, add some presence there to the lineup as well. And then uh, uh, Bo Billick, um, a guy that uh, I don't believe was at Conway last year, uh, might have moved, whatever, transferred, but he's on the roster this year, and he's going to be one to watch. Uh, 6'2 righty, uh, he's already committed to Louisiana. Uh, he's going to add a real presence to that pitching staff. And then Preston Ribbing is another talented two-way player that's going to throw some quality innings for Conway. Yeah. So uh, some of the best of the best from Arkansas – uh, making the way back down to the festival again and really excited to see these guys. Yeah. Um, and they, their schedule is tough. So Thursday, they, they will start with prosper. Um, then, then they'll get to face Allen uh, on Friday. They've got Lovejoy and flower Mount Marcus, and then Oof. finish up with finish up with Heath on Saturday. So yeah, five tough. games for these guys. Yeah. So tough little schedule and man, they competed well. I just like the way they played last year. So looking forward to seeing that again. Yeah, that's, that's going to be fun. Um, and uh, yeah, they're taking it head on down here. Five games against some loaded competition is is definitely going to help prepare them for their upcoming season. Um, one of the cool things about the festival is, is we've got a lot of really good teams um, from the state of Oklahoma and Deer Creek is another one of those teams uh, who made some noise in, in 6A uh, Logan Hedrick, who's heading to Connor State, uh, look for him to probably be one of the guys that's going to be at the top of the lineup there and one of the better pitchers um, as well. I liked his left-handed swing last year, his bat-to-ball ability. 
Uh, he got on the mound last year in the festival, was in the mid-80s with the fastball and threw some competitive strikes there. Uh, so he's going to be a force for those guys this upcoming season. Um, Ethan Hedrick, who's heading to Rose State, should be another go-to pitcher for those guys. Are they, um, Ash- do we know, are they, are they brothers? Brothers going to I don't know. I, I, I was Because you know with the Hutchinsons. The Hutchinsons, yeah. Cousins. Cousins going to different schools. I, so. I, I meant to uh, I meant to ask, or and I kind of looked online and I couldn't quite figure it out. So you got to think though. Uh, I don't imagine Deer Creek's a massive area, although it is a six day program. There's got to be some sort of relation there. We we need to figure that out. So Ethan or Logan, if or both of you, if you're listening, um, let us know uh, if there's any relation there. That'd be pretty cool uh, to follow. Um, Johnson County uh, commit. Ashton Hartwig uh, was another guy that um, really caught of our attention last year um, during during the festival. And also, too, from Ryan Brewer's trip to Oklahoma last spring, um, Ashton Hartwig was the guy who hit the bomb of Owen Hall um, early in the season there. So anything you do against Owen Hall, who's one of the best right-handed pitchers in the country, who throws extremely hard, uh, that's, that's, an, that's an impressive feat. So, yeah, he had a really nice swing um, and hit a bomb off Owen Hall last year. Um, senior Kellen Frizzell, who's heading to Murray State, uh, another experienced all-around productive player for those guys. Caden Allen, who's going to join him at Murray State, um, impressive athlete behind the dish as well. So uh, I, I remember last year I threw a couple a couple runners out stealing in one game for Deer Creek, and uh, that caught our eye as well. So uh, another one of Oklahoma's best heading down here uh, to participate and looking forward to seeing those guys back again. Yeah, uh, if I remember right, I was a big fan of their uniforms. Um that's another thing, you know, seeing some of these teams' uniforms, some of these schools have some really, really nice uniforms, uh, different combos, different looks, but uh, Deer Creek was one of those. But uh, they on Friday, they open up Prosper, then they have Lovejoy, and Saturday, they sh- have a showdown with Allen. So. Ooh, man. Be nice, nice matchup there. Uh, sorry in advance whoever draws Chandler Hart if he's throwing um, in any of those starts. Be a tough matchup for sure. Uh, another Oklahoma team, uh, Edma Memorial, and another situation where we probably need to ask if there's any relation because junior Rhett Winchester and sophomore Jace Winchester uh, are two of the main guys uh, for Edma Memorial. Uh, they'll be making their presence felt there in the lineup. And then sophomore Cooper Cardocus is another guy that I believe coaches are, are, uh, are excited about as well. Um, we're not going to see a uh, DBU commitment, Noah and Trinkin on the mound, uh, which is a bummer, but they've got their varsity, uh, their district opener on Monday. We get it. Save your horse for the games um, that battle for that district standing in that playoff run as well. But um, Garrett Baker, Noah Humphreys, Cooper Wilson, um, are some are some pitchers that we'll see. Uh, and I know the coaches are excited about those guys. Uh, and then uh, Caleb Hines is going to give those guys a boost as well. So another of uh, Oklahoma's better teams heading down here um, and Memorial. And, and we're excited to see them participate. Yeah. Uh, so they on Friday, they open up with Rockwall and then head over to Rockwall Heath. So they get the RISD schools over here. Um, quick little trip between the two. And then on Saturday, they've got McKinney Boyd. They get the uh the the Torde Bishop over there with with their schedule in Rockwall. Yeah. Uh, all right, here comes the uh the one that's gonna tongue tie me. But we've expanded our reach for the festival all the way to Hawaii. Uh, that's right, one of the best of the best programs um in the Lotus State of Hawaii, Kamahamea Kapalama. I probably got like Kamahamea Kapalama. I probably got that like 75% right, which was better than I thought I was going to do. 
they're heading down to the festival. And the cool thing about these guys is we're pretty familiar with a lot of them already. Either it's, you know, from playing in our summer events or the Hawaii Sandlot. It's just fun to see a lot of really familiar faces on this roster. And it all starts with Jay Souza, uh, left-handed hitting center fielder heading to Texas Tech. Probably going to be one of the better prospects in the event. He's got all-around tools. He's added some strength and some physicality. I'm excited to watch him compete against all these arms out here as well. Um, and then on the mound, uh, junior lefty EY Awanaga, who's heading to Bay or excuse me, BYU. Junior righty uh, Kanoa Kanshira, who's committed to Nevada. And then junior lefty Alakai Kiakona uh, and senior righty Blake Paragas are, are going to give these guys one of the better pitching staffs in the event. Uh, I talked about Justice earlier being one of the top uncommitted pitchers, I think, in the event. Um, I'd put Kiakona in there as well um, for those coaches that are tuning in or you know, check out his film on the website. I, I think it's really impressive stuff. Lefty, four-pitch mix, um, sharp curveball that really caught my attention. He was up to 89 miles an hour in December at the Hawaii Sandlot. Uh, I think he's going to be one of the better uncommitted arms um, in this event. So uh, excited that we're going to have some Hawaii presence down in the festival. Um, and also, too, they got more Dylan Andres, who won the home run derby at the Hawaii Sandlot. He's going to be in this lineup. Um, Kia uh, Kia I Sylvester, uh, another talented player, middle of the diamond guy, can catch as well. Uh, Logan Akaka, another talented player. Bruce Bocher, uh, Matthew Zorio, like they've got a lot of talented bats. This is going to be a really, really good team who I'm excited to see. Yeah. Um, you know, like you said, we're super familiar with a lot of these guys having have come over and played in some of our events here. Uh, Jeff Khan, obviously our resident Hawaii expert. Um, I thought you did a decent job on some of the pronouncements. Um, Thank you. Actually, you know, honestly, the ones that that I thought you missed were would should have been the easier ones. Yeah, um, that's usually how it goes. But it's funny. So, uh, the guy who does PA at Rockwall um, has done PA for a long time, and he's mm-hmm. old school, old school Rockwall. And um, he had Coach Rose reached out yesterday asking if I could get their roster to him so he could start practicing. And I was like, uh, good luck. I'll send yeah. it. But um, knowing our guy, Dale Downham, who's been around and been doing it for a long time, I'm I'm interested. To see, I'm glad I will be at that game. I'll just say that. <laughs> um, but, man, listen to this slate for them. I mean, they're, they're getting their money's worth. There's no doubt about that. But Thursday they have Rockwall and Heath. Friday they have Southlake in the Woodlands. Or excuse me, in reverse order, Woodlands, then Southlake. And then Saturday they finish up with Allen and Heber. So wow, um, yeah, yeah, and I I'm looking forward to it because that lineup, like you said, is absolutely loaded. Uh, a lot of D1 commits, a lot of talent that we've seen out at the Sandlot event. So uh, excited to have them coming. Uh, we're really looking forward to it, and think they're going to play. You know, I hope, I'm I'm curious to see if they have that same spirit that the Hawaiian teams have when they come over. I'm I'm imagining they do because it's a lot of the same kids, but mm-hmm. it'll be fun to see how how they respond and um and and see some of the teams that they're going to see here. So, I mean, that that schedule is about a, that might be the toughest one in the group. Um it definitely uh raises some eyebrows when looking at some of the matchups. So, excited to have them here. Yeah, they've they've got the pitching depth to handle that kind of schedule. So that's that's going to be a, a lot of fun to follow how those guys do. Uh, next up on our national list, another returning team, Magnolia Heights from the state of Mississippi. Um, if it sounds familiar, 
that Magnolia Heights won a state championship, it's because it is really familiar. It was their fourth straight state championship um, in Mississippi. They finished 40 and three last year, but their only three losses came in the five tool festival last year. So uh, they got a lot of prep and a lot of, a lot of great competition helped uh, make things a little bit easier for those guys the rest of the way. But uh, this will be an interesting group because they lost a lot of key pieces from last year's team, you know, mainly Cooper Pratt, uh, who ended up being drafted by the Brewers and signing for $1.35 million. Uh, he was obviously a big focal point of, of some national cross-checkers that came through checking things out uh, during last year's festival. But his younger brother, Quincy uh, Pratt, who participated last year despite being an eighth grader, um, he's back as a freshman, uh, expected to play a key role for those guys. Uh, sophomore Ole Miss commit Cole Prosick, Probably going to be one of the better players in the entire event. Probably one of the better prospects, regardless of of age as well. Uh, he had a really strong festival last year as a freshman. Just a guy that does, doesn't look like a sophomore, and just the way he plays, um, you know, the physicality, the strength. Uh, he's going to be a really fun guy to watch. Uh, Harlan Hoveter, a senior heading to Meridian College, uh, really athletic catcher. Uh, but I think Magnolia Heights is excited because you know they're going to have a lot of uh, new faces. Um, that they're probably going to learn a lot about through this festival because they'll be tested for sure. Yeah, um, tested by opening them up on Thursday uh, with Hebron, uh, then Rockwall, and then Friday they've got Argyle and McKinney Boyd, and then Saturday against South South Lake Carroll to finish it up. So yeah, it's not, not not an easy schedule, but um, you know, like we saw last year, they competed, and some of those losses were really close. You know, could have definitely gone e- either way uh, just to play here and there, but. Yeah, really excited to see Prosik um, and then Quincy Pratt back. So uh, that, that'll be fun seeing these young Ole Miss commits. Yeah, it will. And Ole Miss obviously does a really good job paying close attention to uh, to Magnolia Heights and, and, and getting those guys for sure. Now, is it modern day or matter day? Modern day. Modern day. That's what I thought. I should know. I used to cover recruiting for 15 years. Uh, Michael Michael Torres. Michael Torres. That's right. Uh, They're back in uh, one of California's best teams heading back to the festival. Um, Coming off of their their first playoff berth since 2017 there in California. I know California playoffs are are a little bit different in, in qualification and stuff like that. So um, and they're going to be they're, they brought back a lot of really, really good players from last year's team. One of my personal favorites of any pitcher I saw last year is US UCLA Sunny Wyland Moss. Uh, just, you know, electric arm speed, hand speed stuff, fastball. Uh, I'd be surprised if he's probably not the better, the best pitching prospect for the seniors. Um, in the event, although another Ooh. California guy could push him there as well. Okay. Uh, but but these guys are really, really deep. Uh, USC commitment, Landon Gordon, uh, Brandon Thomas, who's committed to Washington, is really impact two-way player. Uh, I, I know Ezekiel Lara was a guy that started for them as a freshman last year. He's back in the top of the order. Um, he's probably going to be a really, really popular guy in August when those 2026s can, can join the contact period and be recruited as one of the better players out there in California. Uh, Old Dominion signing Brady Connors, uh, corner infielder with some juice in his bat. Um, Cal 2025 commitment, Dylan Wetzel. That was a guy that really impressed us last year with the way he swung yeah, the back. Uh, USA commitment, Johnny Elliott back there behind the dish. Uh, Braden Ruiz, St. Mary's commit, uh, slick middle infielder, gives those guys some defensive presence there. And I've heard um, they've got a freshman, Luke Armijo, 
who's been up to 89 miles an hour from the left side. Uh, so he could be kind of the next star coming through there uh, for this program. So um, I, I've, I've been circling this group because I just I, I remember a lot of these guys from last year. And there's also a lot of really, really exciting players. And, you know, I think they're going to have a little bit of a I don't know if chip on the shoulder is the right word, but I think they're going to they're going to want to have a, a, a stronger showing uh, than last year when, you know, they got really, really challenged by some really good teams. Um, I think they'll be fired up to compete this year. Yeah. Breaking news. I don't think our Mijo is going to make the trip. No. Okay. Coach Mercado, but yeah, another freshman, Austin Gherkin uh, is a kid that they're excited about freshman that will be, that should be in the lineup. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a loaded group. I'm I'm excited to see that um, modern day uh, Heath matchup. Um, You know, they're, I think they're, Last year it was it, that was one of the more wild games. Uh, the game was great. Uh, the fans were rowdy. Um, so it's funny. Uh, I, you know that. I guess I'm trying to think. The Heat. The Heat. Heat brought out a pretty good crowd that game, uh, and they were vocal. I'll, I'll I'll leave it at that. But I think it actually fueled Modern Day quite a bit, and I think they're excited to come back and hopefully get that kind of atmosphere again. Uh, sans a few comments that w- could probably be left out, but um, yeah, loaded lineup. Wylan Moss, uh, really excited to see him. Um, I think there's a good chance I'm going to get to see him against Heath uh, to open up on Thursday. So uh, their schedule, they open up with Heath, then they go to Prosper, and they finish with Highland Park. So good little schedule there. And just like like we mentioned earlier, the California teams just they have a certain number of games that they can play out of district conference whatever whatever mm-hmm. they call it out there but um but yeah so they're only they're only able to play three games so they get one game a day and um you know with the with the three-man rotation like they might roll out it's it's as good as anybody so uh, yeah. excited to see them next up on the national list is a a newcomer to the festival but a program that we're certainly familiar with queen creek in oh, yeah. Arizona, uh, finished runner-up in the 6A Arizona State playoffs last year. Um, had a really impressive run. I kind of like how Arizona does their playoffs. It kind of gives you – it's kind of more of a bracket. You kind of get to play your way through it and kind of can dig out of a hole And um, if you put yourself in one early. So Queen Creek had a really awesome season last year, and they're certainly poised to have another one here in 2024. And they're led by 2025 Vanderbilt commitment Riker Waite guy that we saw at area code, uh, physical compact athlete can really hit. Uh, he's going to be one of the better infielders, um, in the festival for sure. Another guy, obviously an infielder 2026 jet Barry, the guy that played with us in the, uh, the five tool academic team out the Arizona fall classic, uh, in 2022. Um, he's a really, really exciting hitter, uh, to watch, uh, Braden Belcrastro committed to Chandler Gilbert college, Expect to uh, have him in the middle of the lineup there providing some presence. Uh, Tate Reynolds, um, who's one of the better quarterbacks in Arizona, uh, really impressive athlete. Uh, he's already committed to Arizona State. He's going to be really exciting to watch as well. Um, so this is, you know, one best of the best from Arizona heading out to the festival. And uh, I'm really excited to see these guys because I feel like we always see so many video highlights from our coverage out there in Arizona from the spring and always get a little bit jealous that, uh, we don't get to see them in person, but uh, it'll be fun to have them down here in the festival. Yeah, they're uh, they're definitely going to be in the running for um, toughest schedule. Uh, they they run up against Friendship 
to lead it off. Uh, be interesting. I don't know if he's starting or not, but Brooks Roberson versus that lineup would be pretty exciting. And then they got South Lake, uh, Highland Park, Rockwall Heath, uh, Houston Memorial, and then Rockwall. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, tough little tough little uh, schedule there. But yeah, Tate Reynolds is a dude mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, in both sports. Uh, I was I was looking through his Twitter and I saw some of the offers that he has. Um, it's it's a who's who. I mean, I know your uh, beloved Seminoles are on that list of teams that have offered him to play quarterback. So um, that is pretty impressive for a kid that age, uh, and he can go. I was pretty impressed watching. I, I got caught watching his football highlights as much as as much as his baseball ones. Um, but yeah, loaded lineup, always a winning program. Uh, Coach Marino does a really good job with this crew. Um, so excited to see them out. See our boy Jet Barry. Uh, yeah. Jet played, played on our academic team uh, instead of Gamboa. Um, and so I, I'm excited to see those guys get them back out here. But yeah, Jet, Jet uh, really, I, I'm interested to see where he plays because he's a versatile, versatile player um, mm -hmm. that can play a lot of spots. But obviously, they've got Riker weight is short. But um, yeah, this should be a fun team. They're, they're one of the teams I'm most excited to see this weekend for sure. Another powerhouse program from Santa Margarita, uh, the reigning Southern California Regional Division One champions. There's a heck of an accomplishment given all the talent yeah. uh, in Southern California. Uh, Santa Margarita heading to the festival, uh, and they're bringing some firepower with them, uh, led on the mound by Cade Townsend, an Ole Miss signing. We saw him in area code snap off some of the nastiest curveballs of anybody in the event. Major yeah. spin rate. Uh, just a lot of really impressive stuff. Fastball was up to 93 miles an hour. Really looking forward to seeing what he does in the festival. Uh, junior right-hander and UCLA commitment Hayden George um, gives them another really talented starter, starting pitcher. Uh, just kind of your big starters build, durable, uh, pounds his own with a lot of strikes. Um, he's going to be fun to watch for those guys as well. And then uh, Logan DeGroote, a uh, guy that we saw at Area Code, senior leadoff hitter heading to UCLA. Was probably like the one of my favorite, just steady, calm heartbeat performers can play the game. Uh, players that we saw at Area Code, it's just like you knew what you were getting with him. Like he was never overwhelmed. He knew how to play the game. He never took pitches off. He gave really competitive at bats. Um, having that guy at the top of the lineup is, is going to make this lineup one of the better ones in the event. Um, Callus, I need Jake Lavin, another really talented player. He should hit right behind Logan there at the top of the lineup. Uh, and then another junior infielder, Brady Shoemaker, who's committed to TCU. Uh, and then Ben Finnegan is going to give those guys some more really talented depth in a lineup. But uh, considering this is uh, the team that won it all in Southern California there last year, uh, certainly going to be one of the best teams in the event and, and really excited to see how they do. Yeah, uh, absolutely loaded. Uh, another three-man rotation that uh going to be pretty tough, pretty tough to top. Um, I know – I'm excited to see Hayden George. I think I'm hoping, I think he's the way it lines out. He throws against rock all and I'm planning to be there for that one. Um, but yeah, that should be a fun matchup. Uh, this, you, all, all that you hear about this team and program is good things. Um, mm -hmm. They're loaded once again. And uh, we're to ha having them here. Coach Malik's been great. Uh, very helpful with all of his information. I know they're excited to come and, uh, we're excited to have them. So looking forward to Santa Margarita. They got, let's see, Mark, they go Marcus Rockwall and Southlake. All right. And I think if, 
I think we have at least three or four of the state 6A quarterfinal participants from Oklahoma. And Westmore wow. is another one of those teams that uh, made a really deep playoff run uh, in the state of Oklahoma last year. Uh, and they should be back to make another one this year. Uh, they're bringing back some key pieces, a lot of veteran presence. Um, senior second baseman Deacon Fraze, uh, he's a guy that kind of sets the tone for them, competitiveness and intangibles. He should be at the top of the lineup there. And then sophomore right-handed hitter Josiah Kemp, a guy that we're familiar with seeing him in the summer. Um, Oklahoma commitment, kind of a star in the making for those guys. Really impressive all-around tools and has a lot of potential. Uh, excuse me, potential. Uh, Connor Kavnar heading to Johnson County. Uh, should be in the heart of the lineup there. He had a great summer for the Oklahoma Fuel. Uh, he's a guy that, like, you see some videos and some coverage of him, just really hits the ball hard at a high rate, which is always a good thing. Uh, Tanner Falwell, who's in the Coley, uh, Cali County. Um, he was a guy that uh, – so this this group's got uh, some impressive football players, too. I mentioned Kavnar, who um, I believe was the one that set some records for tackles uh, in his program, both career tackles and single-season tackles. Um, and then Falwell was a guy that kind of like if 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 Kavnar didn't make the tackle, Falwell was making the tackle. So these are some really talented, athletic, physical guys that are going to be hitting in this lineup there. Um, and then Seminole State signee Brady Ruby, uh, or excuse me, Bradley Ruby uh, will be one of their main guys on the mound there. So uh, it's going to be a, a physical group, talented group, competitive group coming off a really strong 2023 season and poised to uh, to probably make an even deeper run in 2024. Yeah, I'm, I've always been a big, big fan of Kemp. Um, we've gotten to see him quite a bit at some of our events. And, man, he just – you can tell he can play outfield in the sleep. Um, and I'm excited to have this group. You know, I love having these new teams, uh, especially ones that have had, had so, as much success as a program like Westmore does. So, um, see what they got on the schedule. They, they open up with Allen, and they've got friendship, and then they finish with – Flower Mound Marcus on Saturday. So good little good little lineup there for, for Westmore coming down. Yeah, it'll be a good test for those guys. Uh, before we transition to the Texas schools here, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about our friends at Hitforth. If you've ever gone to a college prospect camp, you've probably noticed that coaches are tracking everything. Many staffs will even have track men showing live info on their video board during BP and scrimmages. It's not eye candy. They track data such as exit velocity and bat speed because it helps them identify skill sets that will translate and work at the college level. And more and more high schools are doing this as well. In fact, one of the most prominent high school programs in Austin, Texas, sends an email to incoming freshmen detailing what they view as acceptable exit velocity and bat speed. Simply put, if you if you can't hit the ball hard enough and consistently enough, you aren't going to get as many looks in high school and in college. So as the game moves more and more towards embracing tech and data, you're doing yourself a disservice if you aren't training with a staff that utilizes and understands both. The team at Hitforth in Austin, Texas, is creating the standard for developing explosive and adjustable hitters. When you train at Hitforth, you will develop the power coaches are looking for, whether challenging the fences or drilling hard liners to all fields. Learning to move faster and swing faster will also make you a more adjustable hitter and improve your ability to make contact. Because the quicker you can swing the bat means you have more time to recognize pitches before deciding to swing. The best part about Hitforth is the accountability. Since the staff tracks every aspect of every swing you take, you get objective feedback about your improvements. Numbers don't lie. Check out Hitforth.com to learn how you can get started. H-I-T-F-O-R-T-H.com and then Hitforth on Twitter and Instagram as well. I say it every time. Accountability to me is, is the most important word because it's true. It's, it's with the data. It's with They're measuring everything. 
whether it's on video, whether it's statistics, whether it's, you know, how you're performing on certain pitches in certain zones, how you perform against certain velocity, how much you're pulling the ball, your, your ground ball rate, um, you know, all these things are tracked and they're, they're individualizing every part of your program to make you a, a better hitter and, and a better player. And uh, they know what they're doing. It's full-time employees. They meet as a staff. They're coming in hours before anybody even comes into the facility talking about, you know, what they're going to work on with their guys that are coming in. Um, you know, there are times too, it's not just one coach that works with a player. Maybe it's, Hey, you know what? This guy needs to kind of work on high fastballs. You're really good at teaching this part of the swing. Why don't you work on with it, uh, with him today and on this, and this sort of thing. So, uh, individualized programs, accountability, everything is tracked. Go check those guys out at hitforth.com, uh, trial sessions, swing assessments, um, remote programs. Uh, they've got it all there. We can't recommend those guys enough. So yeah. we got through our, our 10 national programs and we've got 16. Let me, hey, let me, let me back up talking about accountability. I just, I realized I messed up on Queen Creek a little bit. So Alex Gamboa is, I, I said he played on an academic team. It was Mason Gamboa that played on our academic mm. team. So apologies. Hope the Queen Creek crew listens far enough to hear this, but yeah, that's just me, me being old and taking bad notes. So, um, my bad. He was a good player too. Yeah, big time. I think a switch hitter, if I remember right, or he was yeah, like he kind played of a lot of positions. Yeah, yeah, he could play. He could play all over the place. He really helped us out. Um, our, our sixteen powerhouse programs from the state of Texas, and leading off alphabetically uh, with a team that's that's really loaded. Um, Allen High School, uh, headlined by superstar sophomore prospect Chandler Hart. We recently have video of him striking out 14 guys in his last start. He also hit a grand slam. He is really, really good. Uh, senior <laughs> two-way player Brady Coe uh, is kind of the engine that makes those guys go. Starting shortstop when he's not pitching. I really like him on the mound. ACU signee. He could really spin the baseball. Deep arsenal throws a lot of strikes. Tate Green. All Tate Green does, man, is come up with clutch hits. Um, he had a really strong summer. Saw a couple of his at-bats this past weekend. One of them was an opposite field double, scored a couple runs. Uh, he just gets the job done consistently and just a really steady performer. Um, Caden Young, who signed with Fordham, gives them some leadership and stability behind the dish. Uh, Nick Vickery, a Dodge City signee. Uh, this is just a really good team top to bottom uh, and really excited to see what they do in the festival. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see our, our boy Tanksley. Um, Yo, yes, you know, yes. Breakout young hitter candidate for us. Um very mature hitter. Uh, I think he hits above his age. Um, I agree. I saw two of his at-bats on Saturday or Friday, and it was like noteworthy bat speed and swing. It was like, okay, yeah, this is this is a little different for that age. Yeah, he, he can hit. Uh, Jaden Austin, uh, Aiden uh, – sorry, Jaden Wilson, Aiden Austin um, are guys that I'm looking forward to, to seeing as well. Uh, I think they give them some athleticism. Um, this, this is a team that, man, the way they're coached, the way they play, um, they're going to have a chance to definitely make a run, um, at the end of the year, especially with, you know, the, the crew that they've got going on the mound, Jonathan mm. Van Eerden as well, um, continuing to work back from an injury, but, uh, so they, they open up with Conway on Thursday and then Friday, they've got Westmore and friendship. And then on Saturday, they've got Deer Creek and Hawaii. So it'd be a nice little. Yeah, nice little finish to the weekend for them. Yeah, it'd be a good one for sure. 
Uh, next group from Texas, a returning program, uh, America's from El Paso. And I got to say, of any team I watched in last year's festival, uh, nobody competed better than that group. Uh, they they got after it. They didn't give up at bats. They competed on the mound. Uh, really mentally strong group as well. And uh, and unsurprisingly, it's a program that consistently had success for, for a long, long time now. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how they perform this year. This is a group that definitely lost uh, some key pieces after one of 31 games last season. Um, yeah, Jose Luis Cabrera should have had some really nice punch in the lineup. Um, junior Isaac Arrieta uh, is back to help lead the rotation. Um, I saw him pitch in last year's festival on a really chilly night at Prosper against a really good lineup. And he went toe-to-toe with those guys and was not backing down at all. Uh, just was really impressed with just the competitiveness um, that he pitched with. Uh, a guy in the 2026 class they're really excited about is, is Ruben Hernandez. Uh, they think that he's got a chance to be a guy that really develops into a major prospect there. So, um, you know, senior uh, center fielder Andre Suarez is another guy that's going to really help those guys uh, and kind of is is uh, in the engine that makes them run as well. So America's, uh, they're going to compete. They're going to get after it, and whoever plays those guys is going to get challenged for for every pitch of every game. Yeah, um, they're they've got a tough group. Uh, they got Lovejoy, Prosper, Hebron, Marcus, and Rockwell. Ooh, finish it out. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I guess it's just a theme. I mean, like it, no matter what your schedule is, it's going to be ridiculous here. So. Yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's tough to figure it, out. I mean, I guess the ones that are hardest are the ones the ones that play the most games. I think, but. Um, you know, it's uh, everyone coming down here is getting their money's worth. So, oh yeah, yeah, you're you're gonna leave having been tested. That's for sure. Uh, next team on the list from Texas is Argyle. Oh, I think many would agree is probably the clear cut favorite to uh to compete for the five A state championship um in the state of Texas after finishing runner up last year. And there are a lot of familiar faces on this loaded roster. Uh, Colton uh, Rockmore, who's in the D- DBU. Park Prater, who's in the DBU. Um, Alex D'Angelo. Micah Roberts, who's committed to Louisiana Monroe. Uh, Brandon Roskies. Um, and then, I mean, Grady Emerson, who's already established himself as one of the best left-handed hitters and, and players nationally in the 2026 class um, is back. And then uh, I, I'm excited on the mound to see Baron Manis, who's committed to TCU, he had a really impressive summer. Kind of one of those guys by the end of the summer, you knew you knew who his who he was. Just you know, from the stuff, the breaking ball in particular. Um, from what I've heard about the season this far, the velocity's been trending up as well. Um, he's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And then a hard throwing righty Hudson Imateria, who signed with North Texas to play football, gives you an idea of what kind of physical athlete he is. Uh, I know they're expecting big things on the mound from him this year. And uh, when he's right, man, he's got some pretty pretty good stuff that can rack up some swings and misses as well. So, uh, I mean, this pitching staff is so deep that they have the luxury of kind of using Park Prater as like a hybrid reliever, give us long innings, you know, kind of help close the door. Uh, must be nice when you've got like a six foot four guy can throw 92 <laughs> that can fill that kind of role for you. So um, Argyle, uh, you know, one of the best of the best in Texas is, is going to get tested here in the festival. Yeah, um, they are. Uh, open up with the Woodlands, and they got Houston Memorial, Magnolia Heights, and and Walnut Grove. So yeah, okay. it's a tough little task when playing some six A teams here. So um, I imagine they won't have a problem holding their own. No, no, they've got the pieces to uh, to definitely compete against anyone. 
next up on the list, Flower Mound Marcus uh, returning program. Uh, happy to see those guys back again. And uh, guy familiar with Rock Doer. Switching infielder to 2025 class was on our five-tool academic team out to Arizona Fall Classic. Uh, I think he should be one of the better leadoff hitters um, in the tournament. Uh, Major Spence is a guy that had a really strong festival last year. Senior left-handed hitter. I think colleges pay attention to him. Um, Austin Allen is a sophomore they're excited about. Uh, one guy in particular, Griffin Lewis, to me, has got to be one of the better uncommitted seniors. Uh, he had a really impressive changeup last year at the festival. Probably one of the better changeups I saw. Um, from what I've seen, I think the velocity is trending up. Uh, I think that he's certainly a guy that's more than talented enough uh, to keep playing and a, should be somebody that co coaches pay attention to. Um, and then I believe was Logan Schultz one of your breakout guys in the 2026 class? Yeah, um, a guy that could be a major, major dude on the mound there for Marcus, and it's going to be fun to watch him. Yeah, this uh, – you know, it's funny, like – one of the maybe the only team that doesn't have any currently committed guys. Um, mm -hmm. But then you go through the roster and you see that there's lots of guys that will yeah. be committed at some point, probably soon for a handful of them. Uh, but yeah, another good, good group. Uh, I know Coach Sherman does a good job with the scheduling. I think they were out in California last week and played a pretty tough schedule out there. Oh, yeah. So. Their non conference is loaded or their non district or whatever. Yeah. So if, um, if Coach Sherman can get keep the tarp on the field, they'll be playing some home games this this week or this year. Uh, but awesome team, love the way they play the game. Um, they they make you work for it. You know, mm -hmm. it's it's going to be a dogfight no matter no matter who you are and what you got on the mound. They're going to find ways to frustrate you, get runners on, uh, play good defense, and just play really good winning baseball. So um, you know they they're one of those programs out there that just reloads you know they lose some big big names every single year and then they just seem to replace them uh over and over but kind of a a, a pitching matchup that i hope happens um you know is uh, see if logan schultz ends up going against uh Cade townsend uh, Ooh. i don't know either way if that's what they're thinking but um that's what my scout mind is hoping uh for whoever's at that game because that might be a quick game um and you know it's, it's it's runs might be hard to come by with that matchup but but marcus is they're a team that um the way they play like they're they're a team that typically gives pitchers like that hard time um just because mm -hmm. they you know they they know how to play baseball it's not they're they can score in a multiple uh in multiple ways um push the envelope run create action and uh, so I don't know, hopefully for some people that that's a matchup they get to see, but, um, but yeah, that's, you know, you know, you know that you're going to get a, a, a dog fight from Marcus every time out. So um excited to have them back. They've got Santa Margarita, Highland Park, America's Conway and Westmore this year. So that America's going to be fun to watch because those are two that are just yeah. like flat Similar out going to compete and get after yep. it. And this, yeah, right. that'd be a lot of fun to watch. Um, yeah, I, and I, I bet they kind of relish, you know, not having maybe a couple of famous commitments on there, you know, just anything to give those guys a little extra motivation, you know, because, you know, they're going to get after it. Uh, next on the list, another returning program, my pick for favorite uniforms in last festival and uh, oh. is friendship. And I, oh, yeah. I got I got a chance to see uh, one of their games down in the central Texas area this past weekend. Uh, they had the unfortunate 
um, task of going up against Mason Cook and then Cole Kaniger, followed behind that mm. in that Keller game there. But tell you what, man, two guys got in the box and absolutely stung the ball both times. And one of them was Brooks Roberson, who is a yeah. legit two-way wow. guy, man. He can hit. Um, five to 55 guy, one of the best pitchers in the state, but he can really swing the bat from the left side as well. And then, uh, Bryce LeBlanc, who's heading to Odessa, really tall, left in a hitter, first baseman, believe he pitches as well. Um, hammered the ball a couple times too. So you throw those guys in there with Lane and Hutchinson, who's heading to blend Hudson Hutchinson, who's in the Kansas state for football, uh, Brady Bowles, um, a, a senior shortstop. I believe he's heading to Panola. Always been one of my Correct. favorite players to watch. Um, and then, uh, uh, Nano Mendoza, who I think is heading to Odessa. I saw him on the mound. He's a talented arm of three pitches as well. We've heard uh, sophomore Nick Mendoza is going to be a guy to follow. Uh, this is a really, really good team. And they bring back so much from last year's team that had a really strong season. Um, I, 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 am excited about these guys, not just for the festival, but because I think this is a real team that could do some major damage in a state tournament this year. Oh, there's no question. Yeah, they've got they've got some athletes. They've got some toughness. They're well coached. Um, you know, a couple five tool GPA alums with Brady Brady Bowles and uh, and Reynolds. Um, mm-hmm. And man, it's a it, they're made right. Like they've got all the parts. They've got yeah. They've got defense up the middle. They've got left and right handed hitters. They've got pitchers that you know, can beat you in a variety of ways. Mm-hmm. They're really well coached. So yeah, this, that friendship roster is pretty salty. Um, you know, it's, I wish they played a little bit closer to us so we could see them a little bit more regularly, yeah. but um, you know, getting them to come down and play six games, you know, it's, it's funny. Like when you talk to the coaches and, and parents and the, and see the teams play, like they just give off that vibe of like, Hey, any place, anywhere mm-hmm. um, or anywhere, anytime, basically. So um, they just want to come play some ball, uh, and we love having them and um, look forward to getting them back here again. But they've got – they open up with Highland Park, then they got Clean Creek, Westmore, Allen, Hebron, and McKinney Boyd on the roster for them mm. this weekend. So it's a tough little slate, but, man, they uh, you know, they're a team that you know is going to compete. Yeah, absolutely. Next up on the list, uh, I believe you've seen these guys recently. Uh, Hebron, I did. Um, I did. Led by Marcos Paz and company. Uh, should have one of the best pitching staffs in the event. Um, Paz is just, you know, he's he's Paz. He's one of the best pitching <laughs> prospects in the nation for his age. Uh, Minjay Seau, who's committed to Florida in that 2025 class. Paz, an LSU commitment. Um, Ethan Hunt, who's committed to Houston. Uh, then you got Cisco signees, Austin Smith and Nathan Cook. Uh, you know, offensively, I think junior shortstop and Oral Roberts commitment, Austin Nicholson is a guy I'm excited to see. Uh, he had a strong summer, um, some bat-to-ball ability there. Um, junior PJ Creighton and sophomore Casey McGinnis. Uh, you know, this is a team, it's like if they can catch the ball and push across like four runs a game. I, they've got a chance to win a lot of games just because that pitching staff is, is so talented and so deep. Yeah. It's loaded. Um, and in my look at pods the other night, like, you know, I think he would tell you it probably is not his favorite outing of his career, but you know, everything that you're looking for um, showed itself. Like I, the, the stuff has taken a jump, um, which is scary to think about. 
but yeah, he's he's a headline guy. I mean, he he looks like a SEC Friday night starter yep. right now. Yep. Um, and I think there might be some teams that might actually make that trade if they had the ability to right now. But um, yeah, he's just a special talent, um, bell cow type guy, uh, big time, big time arm. Uh, just like the way he pitches quite a bit. And yeah, if, if you get to see Hebron, uh, Austin Nicholson is, is a fun watch, man. He's big, he's long, he's athletic. Um, you know, he's kind of, he, he kind of reminds you, you know, from a, uh, I guess play style and the, the way he moves around a little bit of like a Braden shoemaker. Um, okay. You know, Paul shortstop the athletic enough to say mm-hmm. he can run. Uh, it just all looks right. Looks the part. Actions are good. Um, hits in the middle of the lineup and can run. So, uh, yeah, he's he's a big-time player. Uh, Oral Roberts got a, a, a real good one there. They um, do a good job. When they come to Texas, I'm always like, yeah, man, that's a good get. Yeah, uh, yeah, and he fits that mold. Um, so, let's see. They open up with Magnolia Heights on Thursday. They've got Americus, Highland Park, Friendship, and Hawaii. Um, so, yeah, it's it, – it's going to be interesting to see them face off with some of these guys. Like you said, they're really, really deep on the mound. Mm-hmm. Next up on the list, uh, Highland Park joined the festival for the first time. Excited to have those guys uh, in the mix there. It's always one of the better programs in the state of Texas. Um, Duke signee Max Stamel. Um, coaches, you talked to the coaches about him, uh, competitor. They've got a lot of really high praises about just how he gets after it. Um, you know, the leadership, the example he sets for the rest of those guys. Uh, so, you know, you're going to get good things from him when he's on the mound. Uh, and then Jordan Stribling, um, uncommitted left-handed senior, going to be one of the top uncommitted seniors in the event. Um, we know when he's right and the stuff is in the zone, he can be really dominant. Um, come off, I believe, a pretty good basketball season as well, if I remember right. Um, had some nice statistics there. Uh, Charlie Kincaid's heading to McLennan. Um, he gives those that that roster uh, another talented pitching piece there. Um, and then senior shortstop who's heading to High Point College, uh, Charlie Schneider is a guy that can just kind of do it all. Um, Caden Linar as well is another one of those guys that's that's got some experience. He's a proven player that can kind of do a little bit of everything there at the top of the lineup. So um, Highland Park, um, they're going to be one of the better teams. Um, in the event, going to be another team from the state of Texas that has aspirations of of making it pretty deep in the playoffs this year. Yeah, no, I can't remember. I uh, don't want to divulge too much information. I think they've got a couple guys kind of banged up, so it'll kind of be uh, game time decisions to see if they go. Uh, but another an, another arm I wanted to mention that kind of popped up last week and and looked really good for them. Uh, Benton O'Banion, uh, left handed okay. pitcher, senior, really good grades. Um, as far as the uncommitted guys go, I think he's going to be one of the more interesting guys in the event. Um, think he's going to get a start this weekend and uh, excited to see what he can do and see if he can keep stacking these, these good uh, outings uh, back to back. So uh, he's a guy that I wanted to mention um, schedule wise, friendship, flower mound, Marcus, Queen Creek, Hebron and uh, modern day. Ooh. Ended up. Yeah. So tough, tough little Quite, road there. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome to the tournament. Yeah. Welcome to the festival. Uh, next up on the list, Houston Memorial, who I, I would guess is probably going to be one of the younger teams in the event, but it'll certainly have a lot of talent, um, especially in the outfield. I really love their outfield trio. Uh, sophomore Jake Ernest actually hit 312 on varsity last year as a freshman. and had a really good summer. Oh. 
uh, junior Will Van Wee, uh, and another junior, Andrew Bay. Uh, Van Wee has got a lot of tools, a lot of potential. Bay is steady, very competitive, bat-to-ball ability, can really hit. Um, you know, this is going to be a really talented athletic outfield that they put out there on the field. Uh, on the mound, seniors Cole Joyner and uh, McClendon Sunny Matthew Hedrick. Going to give those guys a lot of uh, experience and production. Um, but, you know, there's kind of been a lot of buzz uh, around. It's kind of funny. Another lefty named Manis that can really spin the ball. Matthew Manis uh, from Memorial. There's been a lot of talk about him, uh, about the velocity trending up, about the stuff about the, the shape and the quality of the stuff. Um, he's a guy that in that 2026 class, I've kind of had circled as like, hey, this could be a major breakout guy um, in that class. Uh, another righty that I like a lot that I saw with that Wildcatters program, uh, Cash Scarborough, kind of unique traits to the release height, the fastball, could spin the breaking ball as well. Um, I expected him to probably be a key bullpen piece for those guys, maybe even more in the future. Uh, another sophomore, uh, Tanner Durda, uh, really impressive stuff this summer. And uh, there's a really talented freshman, uh, Grant Sperandio, a Texas commitment, uh, true two-way talent. Um, I would guess he probably makes more of an impact for these guys on the mound this year. Um, but he is a really talented two-way player um, who's already made a commitment to Texas there. So uh, this is going to be a, a young group. And I, I think the coaches kind of understand that, like, you know, an event like this is going to really challenge those young guys. But I think they're super excited about, you know, once these guys settle in, um, the potential they have in district play and, and, and hopefully postseason run for these guys. Yeah. Uh, I know Coach York's seen a lot of really special players come through his program and, you know, seeing something, I mean, a guy that obviously with the new rules, um, you know, they got him in before the buzzer. Um, at, at what would have been a, during his eighth grade year. <laughs> so um, I think that probably speaks a little bit to the kind of talent you're talking about with, with Spare and Dio. Um, but yeah, Will Van Wee is a guy you've talked about quite a bit mm-hmm. on this. Uh, Manus, I think it's, Manus is spelled differently though. So I guess yeah. obviously no relation uh, for those wondering. But um, Memorial Schedule, uh, South Lake, Argyle, Bixby, Walnut Grove, and Queen Creek mm. for the Mustangs, home of Cody and Casey Clements. That's right. That's right. I actually I scrimmaged against the older Clements brother, Kobe. Um, Kobe, yeah, Kobe. Uh, it was kind of weird. I I was on the mound, and all of a sudden, I looked up, and Roger Clements was like just giving me this like death stare from behind home plate. Because uh, the sun was up to bat there, so kind of kind of caught my attention there. Um, next up on the list, Lovejoy, uh, one of the premier programs in the state, led by Oklahoma signee and shortstop Kyle Branch, hitting runs in the family. He is no different. Um, we talked about Oral Roberts coming to Texas and getting some good players. Matthew Maynard, the catcher, uh, Talented player both ways, uh, going to provide a major presence for those guys, especially offensively. And then one of our obvious breakout candidates in the junior class, Reese Ogden. Uh, we really liked him in the fall. Uh, just a, a big, strong um, third baseman catcher, left-handed hitter. He's got some power. He can get to the power. Just a, an obvious breakout candidate in the junior class there. And probably one of the better uncommitted players um, in the tournament. And then um, do it all two-way star Logan Corley uh, committed to TCU uh, should be one of the better pitchers and hitters in the state for the 2026 class. I believe we've got some good video of him 
um, after seeing him recently um, on the mound. Um, Garrett Hutchins, a junior committed to Air Force, another two-way player. Um, Aaron Marshall, uh, middle of the line, excuse me, middle of the infield player, uh, committed to Louisiana, solid bat as well. And, uh, you know, uncommitted senior righty Grant Harlan is a guy I think colleges should probably peek in and, and keep an eye on as well. Uh, quick arm athletic delivery. I believe he's been up to 90 miles an hour uh, with, with a curveball that can get some whiffs hey, as well. Make, so. that, make, make that 91. 91. Okay. Yeah. We got a 91. Uh, hey, every mile per hour matters. So uh, you, you, you look, you just start naming the players on this team. Uh, it's, it's a really, really good team. Uh, definitely one of the better ones in the state of Texas. Yeah. Physical, um, well-coached, play good baseball. Uh, got a lot of talent at all stages, like old, young, uh, all of them. Uh, but and I love their field. I don't know why. I just like cool backdrop, great hitting facility, uh, cool little place. Uh, Lovejoy obviously has been a good program for a while in there. It's a program on the right, uh, you know, now hiring Todd Dodge. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, uh, loaded roster, well coached, good combo, uh, for Lovejoy. Schedule wise, they've got America's Boyd, Conway, Deer Creek, and Heat. Um, so okay. finish up with a local team, but yeah, really, really good team. Uh, did you see, uh, Colby Branch's? home run in the ninth inning the other day for Georgia. I did not three run bomb, uh, to tie it up, um, for the former Baylor, uh, player. But then in the same inning, they get a walk-off bomb from former tech player, Dylan Carter. Um, wow. Who I, this may or may not be right, but I want to say that Dylan Carter is from, Argyle, I want to say, but that may not be right. Um, so, but yeah, nonetheless, Lovejoy, uh, pumping out good players. You're starting to see them uh, all across the college ranks, and it looks like they've got a few more in the pipeline. Yeah, they've got some coming. Yeah, for Dylan sure. Carter, Argyle. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. Yeah. 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 So. yeah. Texas Connection heading out to Georgia. Uh, next up on the list, McKinney Boyd. Talked a lot about pitching staffs. This is another one that's loaded, uh, led by junior uh, Brody Walls, Texas commitment, two-way player, but man, on the mound in the fall, he was an absolute dude, uh, up to 94 miles an hour, high spin breaking ball, gets a lot of whiffs. Uh, Jacob Gilbert, recent ACU commitment in the junior class, uh, strong, physical, hard thrower, has been in the low 90s. Nick Weslowski um, has been you know, throwing uh, above 90 miles an hour. He's going to be one of the better uncommitted guys um, in the, in this event as well. Um, in the batter's box, Austin Fry is hitting to Howard. Uh, impressive all-around ability. Uh, Royce Davis, who's heading to Letourneau, uh, is a really good athlete as well. And then, uh, you know, senior outfielder uh, Byron Burrell is a guy I think that, that colleges could keep an eye on there. Um, should play center field and should hit leadoff, which is quite the statement there uh, for an uncommitted senior. So, He's the type of guy that he gets on first and three pitches, he might be at third. Um, stealing a couple of bags there. So uh this team's gonna be led by its pitching, uh, but they've got some guys that could swing it as well. Yeah, uh I'm I'm excited to see him. I mean, uh well documented that Brody Walls is one of my favorite players, period. Any class, any grade, from anywhere. Um, he's a dude. I just love watching him play and compete. Um, that was obviously a huge, huge get for for Texas. Um, uh, but man, like that seeing him in the fall, man, he, he leveled up and mm -hmm. uh, I'm excited to see him get out and uh, 
lead McKinney Boyd on the mound. Weslowski uh, was one, you know, one of the bigger names over the past two weeks. Um, you know, it just some of the stuff popping up on video and, and on the radar gun too for him. Um, pretty impressive, and he's been a guy we've been building quite a bit of calls with. But uh, we're excited to get McKinney Boyd in, uh, like their field. Um, and Coach Court does a good job with those guys. But they, they start off with Lovejoy, then they've got Walnut Grove, Magnolia Heights, Friendship, and Edmond Memorial on the weekend. Good, good schedule there. Next team on the list, Prosper, uh, a returning co uh, competitive team from last year's festival, always one of the best teams in the DFW area. And, uh, well, uh, the uncommitted list probably needs to start with Luke Billings. Um, junior one-time Tennessee commitment uh, opened it up a few months ago true two-way player um, he can do a little bit of everything I think he's going to catch a little more for these guys this year but he can catch he can play in the infield he can play in the outfield he gets up on the mound with a deep arsenal throw strikes can really spin the baseball run the fastball into the low 90s definitely going to be one of the better players in the event uh, and then Cole Giamena and Nick Nava are back uh, future Weatherford teammates to help carry the load there offensively. I mean, this is a program that's got, uh, I believe their senior class alone has 12 college commitments, which kind of just speaks to the depth. Um, you know, Eric Thompson, who's in the Utah, really hard thrower from the right side. Um, Michael Milo, uh, who's in the Paris. Uh, teams with Thompson give those guys a really nice punch on the mound. This is a really deep competitive team. Um, seems like that every year, but but this year is no different. Yeah, Um Big fan of this roster. They pounded people last weekend. Uh, They're deep. They have options. They are athletic. They're strong. Everything that you could ask a coach that you would want in a lineup, they have. Um, You know, Aiden Smith, uh, five-tool GPA alum, uh, going to Nebraska is a guy that we love. Um, I'm a big fan of his. He just pitches and competes um, and wins. So, uh, yeah, Prosper's team that, you know, they've they've made themselves a mainstay at the top of, of rankings year in, year out. And it's just – it's tough. Like, I was looking at their roster, like, n no sophomores on their roster. Um, and it, especially now with Walnut Grove opening, I know that took some some players from their from their pool. Um, but they're still – I mean, it's just such a such a loaded – such a loaded program. When I was looking on yeah. the website, I was, like, looking at all the kids in – all grades from Prosper. I mean, some of those kids that are playing select ball aren't even making the roster. I mean, that's how deep this program is. And I love the way they do things. You know, I mean, it's clear. I, they're one of the, they're definitely one of the better uh, social media programs in yep. the country, as far as their content, what they pump out. I mean, man, like it, it's wild. They get stuff out fast too. Um, you know, it's, it, as soon as games are up, they've got player, the game graphics, they, you know, it's, it, it's fun to follow and it, it you know, I think, you know, you mentioned they have so many D1 commits, like don't take that part of it lightly. I mean, cause there's, you know, if you want to find something out about guys in their program, you can find it pretty easily. And, mm -hmm. you know, and some of them may, may need it more than others, but man, it's, it's a great resource to have um, that has probably played a big part in, in some of these guys landing some homes, um, you know, not to say they didn't belong there because they do, but, you know, you just, I mean, he makes it really easy for for you to find out information about their team. So that's, you know, something that kind of goes unnoticed, I'm sure in a lot of ways, but um, just, just a great program one that, you know, serves as a model for ways to do a lot of things. And 
Um, they play hard and there's they come at you in waves. But they're so scheduling wise, they've got Conway, Americas, Modern Day, Deer Creek, uh, Bixby, and the Woodlands. Uh, Oof. He- heading out to Prosper. So t- tough little group. Yeah, they'll have the depth to handle that. That's for sure. Uh, you mentioned those new programs there. Next one on the list there, Walnut Grove, um, who I got to say for a, a first-year program, Probably one of the better rosters for a first year yeah. program I think yeah. I've seen. Because <laughs> I remember back when my high school opened and the roster we had, uh, it certainly wasn't like this. Uh, they're led on the mound by left-handed pitcher Trent Collier, who's heading to Weatherford. He had a really good summer. Uh, kind of one of those guys that just his fastball really plays up and beats guys in the zone. Um, catcher Ethan Ho, who I really liked from last year's festival, heading to Tyler College. Um and then uh who am I oh I mean the guy I think <laughs> I and I didn't I didn't really know he was much of a pitcher, but Joshua Byers has apparently been up to like what 91, 92 off the mound. Um he was already one of the best shortstops uh in, in the state uh for his class. Uh he started last year as a freshman, um, I believe at Rock Hill. And uh, really impressed me, just his actions, his bat-to-ball ability, his hitting. Everything was advanced. He had a really strong summer. And uh, apparently he's making gains after an offseason as well. So uh, he's going to be really ex- exciting to watch. And I know they're excited about their junior class. Uh, Jack Jones, Brett Hennigan, and Jacob uh, Reich are, are, are players that they're excited about as well. So uh, first-year program, but make no mistake, they, they, they've they got the roster to do some damage. Yeah, definitely got some arms. Um Collier, we're big fans of. Byers is a dude. Um, bottom line on that. Coach Kane, you know, he he came over from Rock Hill, so he's familiar with a lot of these kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that probably helped ease the transition uh for them and for him and uh get to focus on some baseball. But man, I just I can't he's one of those guys that you just appreciate the way they do things. He's on top of stuff, communicates well, and it's easy to see why he got a kind a, a job uh, that high pro- profile of a job. <laughs> Uh, when he did uh, because you know it's I, I don't know if you've seen the pictures but the field looks sweet all the prosper fields have sweet oh, they're, are, are yeah, awesome, they're awesome. Um, yeah. uh, walnut grove is no exception so I, you know it's funny i i kind of like you know when when i was in texas we would go to all the different minor league parks in texas you know for dell corpus frisco and you could all kind of tell like they were kind of done by the same people but they took a lot of the things that I don't know, didn't work is not the right word, but um, they took all these little tweaks about some of the other ballparks and kind of made it better. Uh, Walnut Grove Field, like I haven't been there in person, but just looking at the videos, they did a really good job with it um, and and took some of those key features from both Prosper and, and Rock Hill that made those kind of unique fields too. So uh, looking forward to them being a part of this. Uh, they open up with McKinney Boyd, Bixby, Houston Memorial, the Woodlands, and Argyle. So um, – yeah, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Well, welcome to uh, welcome to major high school baseball. Um, yeah, those those uh those facilities up there are uh, are top notch for sure. Um, do I just need to turn it over to you for the next two teams, Rockwall and Heath? Although I did see yeah. both of them <laughs> for the second year in a row. You have actually seen them live playing real games before I did. Yeah, so. I, I I saw them uh down here in those Central Texas tournaments. Um. And Rockwall, I mean, I, I just feel like I, I've, I saw them so much last year and then in the playoffs and seeing them again. A lot of familiar faces. 
Uh, Pearson Reebok, of course, was hammering balls all over the place from the left-hand side, closed out a win against Westlake on the mound. Ho-hum, another day in the, at the yard for him. Uh, Jake Overstreet mashed a homer of the center field wall, had a clutch RBI single, uh, making plays behind the dish, uh, just kind of doing his thing again. Uh, junior switch hitter Landon Locke had hits from both sides of the plate, um, heading to uh, Wisconsin to play football, right? Uh, That's right. Really talented athlete. Uh, Dylan Cheek uh, kind of sliding into a, a key piece of the puzzle there as a sophomore. He could be one of the next big prospects coming out of Rockwell. Um, Keller Lindman, always one of our favorites. I saw him after his start against Westlake, and Theo Gillen hit a rocket comebacker off his forearm. And uh, he stayed, the, he, he hung in there, and I saw the mark, man. I can't imagine how big of a bruise that was in the days after that. But um, he keeps throwing harder. He keeps throwing strike, strikes. He keeps getting whiffs. Um, he's going to be a big piece for them on the mound this season, but uh, just another really talented team. Uh, they lost a lot of pieces, but they brought a lot of pieces back as well. And uh, another job that coach Rose does over there. Um, they went toe to toe with Westlake in a game that really felt like a, like a game to go to the state title, the energy, the atmosphere, the quality of play, the crispness of everything. Um, it was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, those two teams go toe to toe, and uh, it'll be fun to watch Rockwall um, in the festival because uh, they—they're no one of those teams like, hey, we'll play anyone anywhere, and, and we'll get after it. Yeah, um, always been a big fan of that. That's that's what you're looking for in these kind of tournaments. Yeah, and um, you know, you really get to find out about your team, and you know, sometimes you may take some lumps just because of the youth or or just you know inexperience with some of these guys. But but that's why you're what why these teams come up here is to play in this event is. Figure out what you got. You know, it it, it doesn't affect anything um, as far as like playoff seating or anything goes like that. So I always appreciate, you know, the, the, this area, uh, the group of coaches, especially, you know, a lot of the guys in this tournament, they, you know, they don't care who they play. They just, mm -hmm. you know, want to want to get some good baseball in. And, and luckily we're able to help facilitate that and provide some of it. But uh, freshman Hudson Holt, um, he's a dude like there's, I mean, no other way to describe him, um, you know, coming from a, you know, a brother playing college baseball, a dad who's one of the best hitters all in A&M in history. Um, he's he knows what he's doing on a ball field uh, and he moves the right way. I'm curious to see where his body takes him because he's big. Like he's he's physical for a freshman. Um, and, you know, you could see him ending up in a, in a lot of different spots, whether it's on the mound and the outfield and the infield, wherever it may be. He's a baseball player. Uh, first and foremost. So um, he's somebody that you can't help but be excited about. Um, then yeah, Victor Montanez is a guy that I like. I just like watching him move. Like you can tell, you know, some guys you tell kind of just have that feel in the infield. Um, you know, we talk about it a lot with grass versus turf. Yeah. Um, to me, he looks like a Arizona, California type infielder. Um, mm -hmm. And those, those guys are slick and smooth to watch, but uh, gives him another key piece. Um, guys you know some versatile guys that they can move around but uh good group loaded group you know they they kind of get to lie in the weeds a little bit uh, from a ranking standpoint versus the last couple of years and you know we've talked about it some this is the first time in a long time coach rose hasn't had a one of his boys in the lineup yeah um and it, it just it, it interests me so much to see and watch that play out you know as i'm sure he's going to go through all the emotions up down left right you know where it's 
he, he wants his boys in the lineup. And some days he's glad they're not in the lineup. But, man, he's he's filling his days with baseball because I know he's been traveling around the state watching them play on Sundays whenever they're off. And Max off to a good start, man. He's been raking. Uh, yes, he has. McClendon. Last time I looked, he was actually leading McClendon in hitting. So, um, But Jake Pickering is another guy uh, that we're big fans mm-hmm. of behind the plate. Um, I think, you know, that's one of those kind of things that kind of goes unnoticed a lot. You know, it's underappreciated catching and having real options there, especially in a six, six game tournament. You know, oh yeah. Like, you need it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, having, having somebody having to catch too much and that can wear you down, but um, Rockwell is not going to have that problem with, uh, with Jake with, or I guess Jake, both Jakes with Overstreet and, and Pickering. So, um, so yeah, excited to see them. I'll, I'll be camped out. A bunch of their games, they open up with Hawaii, and they've got Magnolia Heights, uh, Santa Margarita, Edmond Memorial, Americas, and Queen Creek to close it out. So, um, yeah, that's a slate. That's that's up there at the top of one of the most most difficult ones. But, you know, like we said, Coach Rosa, load us up. Send them out here. Let's go. So uh, excited to see them live for the first time this year. Yeah, they might be laying the weeds a little bit, but make no mistake. They're, they're after seeing them, they're one of the best teams in the state. So they can enjoy that 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 uh down the list status uh for now until it changes. Uh Rockwall Heath, next up on the list, led by uh Caleb Hoover, uh, one of the best two-way prospects in the state. Uh I've heard that he I it, I saw them for a couple of games, and unfortunately he didn't really get pitched to that much. Um and one of the balls he hit was a rocket one hopper at Casey Cunningham. who made a nice play to get him out. Uh, took his walks. He's got a lot of plate skills, but I've heard the batting practice sessions have just kind of been jaw dropping. Um, you yeah. know, probably probably has the most raw power of any uh, of any senior in the state, uh, and just a winner. Uh, summer, spring, wherever football field, baseball field, he just wins. Um, so he'll be leading the way for those guys. Um, Arizona commitment Jack Sharp. Uh, saw him on the mound, kind of trying to still regain his form early in the season, but they expect him to be a key piece of the puzzle there. Um, Ethan Ashley, Rice Sine, one of the better sliders I saw in the summer. Uh, junior lefty Landon Ammerman, uh, who I believe just threw another gym recently for those guys. Um, junior debut commitment Brady Lattisau, after getting another look at him, I think he's going to really, really hit. He just doesn't whiff. Um, Drew Smith gives those guys a really athletic, speedy presence in center field. Uh, uncommitted senior infielder Jabin Moore. I saw him hit a grand slam in the game I was at. Came through in the clutch there. Uh, a couple academic team guys, Maddox Webb, um, came in and they needed him to give uh, give them some length and relief, and he did. Um, 84-85, curveball got whiffs, threw a changeup for strike, threw his fastball for strikes. Really impressive competitiveness. Uh, really strong outing for him, and he's a two-way player. And then Parker Ivy doing a lot of catcher for those guys, along with sophomore Preston Lewis as well. Um, and after seeing him pitch, uh, keep an eye on Colt Flowers. He's going to be definitely one to follow in the 2026 class. Really advanced pitching feel, strong three-pitch mix. Um, moved the fastball around the zone. Stole strikes to the curveball and then buried it late for whiffs. Uh, Changeup's got a lot of promise. I liked what I saw from him. And then sophomore Hunter Bullen. Another talented 2026 guy, lifting a hitter there who's going to add some depth to the lineup along with him and, and Weston Thompson and some other guys as well. Yeah, uh, another loaded lineup. Um, you know, it's it's fun. I, I didn't even realize it as much, but man, there's a lot of uh, we have a lot of five tool GPA guys on. They're all team. over the place. Actually, Javen Moore, who just moved in, Maddox, Parker. Uh, let's see who else. 
can actually, yeah, man. Um, yeah, it's good, man. I wonder who makes, I wonder who helps make the rosters for that team. <laughs> <laughs> I happen to know a guy. Um, <laughs> but like this lineup, it, man, it's, you just type it out. It's it's pretty sobering to to look at how much talent they continue They're to deep. have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, you mentioned him. Brady Lavsal is one that um, I'm not sure he knows how good he can be. Um, and you know, when you when you look up and see who plucked him uh, from a for a commitment uh, with DBU, it's you know, it's all these guys that just they they know what they're looking for. And they've become a program that, like, when they take someone, it kind of makes you think about it. It's like, huh, okay, yeah. I mean, you know, they know what they know what they're doing uh, when it comes to evaluating offensive guys. And and Brady's a guy that, like, physically he looks the part. Um, you know, he's been on varsity for two years already at a program like Heath. That doesn't yeah, happen very very often. That's telling. Um, and I, the crazy thing is that I think there's a lot more in there to be honest, if we're, if we're looking at it, I mean, I think, you know, he's got elite contact ability. Um, I think, you know, over the next, you know, 18 months, that power comes like you're talking mm-hmm. about potentially one of the best players and hitters, not only in the state, but in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm excited to see him make that jump. I think, I think it's in there. I think he can do it. Um, the older brother out at ACU has been doing well um, uh, to start the season. But yeah, another team that's got multiple options at catcher with Parker Ivy and Preston Lewis. I mean, those are both. I mean, Preston Lewis caught a lot last year as a freshman. Um, Parker Ivy uh, obviously can play a lot of positions. Had an incredible summer um, for the Dallas Tigers. Uh, and then talking, going back up to Colt Flowers um, on that same team with uh, Cole Kaniger. So uh, yeah, good luck facing the sticks in that 26 class. Cody Kramer does a great job with those guys, Uh, but really good group. But yeah, I mean, I don't know how much more there is that we can say about Hoover. Um, He's a dude, he's a winner, uh, just guy that you love being a leader in your program. So um, excited, excited to see them. I'll get to see them play quite a bit. They've got uh, modern day to open up modern day in Hawaii on day one. Uh, then they got Queen, Queen Creek, Edmund Memorial, Conway, and Lovejoy to finish it off Okay, uh, for, for the Hawks. So here we go. That first day is going to be a lot of good Hoover versus whoever's on the mound matchups. Because um, whoever's on the mound is going to be talented, and they're going to pitch to him. <laughs> I, would, I, I would love to see a Hoover versus Wyland Moss yep. matchup. Yeah, that would be that would, that that would, would be, be uh that it would be uh, started off. Yeah, get get two cameras, get two phones out, you know, pitcher view and hitter view on that one. Yeah. Uh next on the list, another team that I saw this past weekend down here in the Austin area, South Lake Carroll. Uh, and uh as I think Brooks Van Laningham said in his preview, don't sleep on the dragons. And after seeing them, Brooks is right. I, I think that they've got a chance to be a really good team this year. And you know, their style is this time of the year, they're going to play a lot of guys. Uh, they've got a lot of depth. They've got a lot of players. They're going to put guys out, give guys an opportunity, going to move guys around, use different lineups. And the game I was at, there was a lot of the familiar faces were not starting. Just one of those games where they're just using some different guys. But, I mean, they showed that um, they've got a lot of really talented depth that can go out and, and win baseball games. And uh, obviously, Houston signing and catcher Cody Cashin uh, is the main guy for them. 
Um, Anthony Laura, who's heading to Odessa. Um, Grant Moore, who's another one of those top uncommitted seniors in the state. Um, and then some juniors there in the lineup with Davis Perkin, who's a really talented two-way player heading to Oklahoma. Um, and then Tanner Carson, uh, a guy that we really like. I saw him on the mound, actually. Can really spin the baseball. I'll give him some credit. He got hit with a comebacker and made the play and then stayed in the game. And um, after kind of, you know, giving up some hard contact, um, adjusted and, and got some key outs there for those guys. So it's the first time I've ever seen him pitch before. Uh, UTA signee Hayes Melville showed up on the pitching side as well. Um, hard-throwing righty junior Ethan uh, Baito. Uh, I believe he's he's been, I want to say, in the low 90s already. And I think he's a guy that's got kind of a fun splitter as well. Gonna, um, I think it's Baiato. Baiato, yeah. I'm going with uh, Baiato. Baiato, let's go with that one. I saw junior lefty Jack Fuller pitch. Um, strong fastball changeup combo, can really pitch. Um, he's got kind of one of those slower sweepers that flash as well. He threw four shutout innings against Rockwall Heath, and uh, you know it didn't look like any sort of fluke at all. He can be a major contributor for these guys. And then uh, there are a couple of sophomores that I really like. We know Sean Otterburn is a name that we've you know we're familiar with, uh, left-handed hitter, top of the order outfielder, good instincts. Um, but I didn't really know much about this name, Hezekiah Rodriguez. He's right-handed hitting DH for those guys. Hezekiah. He went three for three with three doubles and a walk, and. He looked like a major, major dude with the bat in his hands. Um, gap to gap power, using gap to gap as well, left center gap, right center gap. Uh, I like the swing. Um, it just one of those swings that gets the barrel into the zone quickly and efficiently. He's got a feel for it. Um, looked the part of a guy that track pitches well. Uh, I was really impressed. Uh, I was like, man, this is a guy that circled this name because he could be one of the next really big time hitters at South Lake Carroll. Uh, so, uh, they're back in the festival for year number two. Um, we're thrilled to have them back, and uh, they're going to be fun to watch because they are very, very deep on, on both the pitching side and the hitting side. Yeah, I think you can circle that name and then pronounce it Hezekiah. Hezekiah, okay. Yeah, my my private school background in bi- with, with Bible classes tells me Oh, that yeah. See, so I'm, I'm in pu- public school and, and didn't spend much time <laughs> in church, so you beat me there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Big fan of uh, UT signee Hel- Hayes Mel- Melville. Um, I think you know it's it's been fun to watch UTA early on in the season. Um, and and they, dude, I love what they're doing with with their class. And Hayes is a big part of that. They're starting to get some of these guys from the Metroplex that are really really yep. good players. Um, and Hayes is no no stranger to that. But yeah, South Lake man, it's they do. It's like they can kind of sneak up on you because, like you said, they the way they move their rotations around on the infield, outfield, uh, get guys a lot of experience against some good teams, keep them fresh. Um, yeah, it makes it a tough scouting report. That's <laughs> a, right. a much a lot a lot longer scouting report for teams going up against these guys. And um, you know, I yeah, I think Brooks is right. You'd be you'd be foolish to sleep on these guys, but uh, that talent is it's exciting to see some of those guys, Anthony Lara, obviously um, five tool GPA guy uh, uh, back to back years, actually. So um, really good get for Odessa. Odessa. He's, he's just a ball player. Like every time like you just look up, he's on base and then he's stealing second, stealing third. And he just plays fast and knows how to, knows how to, how to run the game or to run the bases. And, you know, I, I'll, I'll never forget too. like made, you know, didn't end up, 
happening, but like 8 a.m. game, Arizona Fall Classic, there's still a lot of do on the field. It was slick. And he's over here backing up bases and on overthrows in the outfield and um, just, you know, something that I know is drilled into them, Southlake, but just a, just a really good player, fun to watch, a guy you like having on your team. Um, Southlake schedule, they've got Houston Memorial, Queen Creek, Woodlands, Hawaii, Santa Margarita, and Magnolia Heights. Oof. All right. Good schedule for those guys. And yeah, they've got the depth to uh to handle it for sure. Uh, our last team on the list, uh, first time participant in the festival, uh, the Woodlands. Uh, one of the, the more storied programs in the state of Texas, always seem to be good, always seem to be well coached, always seem to be deep in the playoffs. Um, last year was no different. Uh, they'll be led on the mound by junior Texas State commitment Eric Daigle, uh, a righty, uh, threw a lot of big-time clutch innings for those guys in relief last year in the playoffs. Kind of was this coming-out party, I feel like. Had a strong summer. Uh, one of the better breaking balls that you're going to see. Can throw a lot of strikes, three-pitch mix. Uh, I know they're excited about the season that he's going to have upcoming. Um, Caleb Holyfield was another guy that threw a lot of uh, important innings in relief. Um, he probably likely moves into a rotation role as well. Uh, they got Rice Commitment, Nolan Roycroft, uh, who gives them a presence from the left side. Uh, and then one of the, the top sophomores that we're really excited to see, a true two-way guy, uh, Jack Smedgecall, uh, coming off a really awesome summer with Team USA. Hard thrower on the mound, talented infielder with the bat, uh, can really hit. Um, he's already established himself as, as a guy that I think a lot of coaches have circled, but um, he could even take it to a next level uh, this season. Uh, I haven't had the luxury of seeing him in person yet, and I'm really excited um, about that. So they got some other veteran presence as well in the lineup. Salt Lake College signee Kyle Hubert, then College of Charleston signee Declan McGee. Uh, I know they're pretty excited about junior infielder in Israel Vega as well. So um, maybe not as – it's kind of like Flower Mount Marcus. They, I mean, they have commitments, but maybe not as like, you know, eye-catching ones as they have in the past. But um, this is going to be another really, really good season for the Woodlands because um, it's just a balanced roster. Um, a lot of guys that had some key pieces um, during that playoff run kind of move into elevated roles uh, and should help them this season. Yeah, I mean, you talk about it's just you know like like a Prosper, like a Heath, like a Rockwall, like a South. Like it's just one of those reload type mm -hmm. programs, and this just happens to be one of those years where they're coming off of some of the big names moving on. But uh, as we see, there's some of those big name guys filling in. Uh, I'm really excited to see Smedchkow. Um, You know, it's you you've got a bunch of people sit billing him as one of the top two way guys in the state, if not mm -hmm. the best two way guy in the state, and. That's a pretty elite company in that 2026, 26 class. And, you know, we've got a couple of them um, that'll be here this weekend. Uh, you know, you got a Cheek and Chandler Hard and, uh, and Smedgekow is part of that list for sure. Um, Woodland schedule, open up with Argyle. Uh, then they got Southlake, Hawaii, um, Prosper, Walnut Grove, and Prosper. So um, good schedule for Coach Eastman. Uh, and the Highlanders, um, uh, I know, you know, I, I don't think I ever played against, I know I didn't play against them in high school, but. I unfortunately they, had to play against them in district. And let me tell you, it was, it was not an enjoyable experience. Yeah. They yeah, were really I, good. I'd imagine so. Yeah. They like, like half their team went to Rice um, I, from our age group, at least. I yeah. Like. Yeah. The, the, you know, it's kind Danny of funny. Layman, who's who's a bench coach for bench the bench coach Dodgers. for the Dodgers. David Macias, who I think is still the first base coach for the Padres. Yep. 
Yeah. Um, Jordan Dodson went to Rice. Jay Rob Robin went to Vanderbilt. Um, yeah. Danny Amendola was a heck of a baseball player. So, yep. yeah. And uh, I think Kyle Drabeck was their number three pitcher my senior year. Kind of just spoke to the type of talent that they had there. So, yeah, they're going to be really good. I think Coach Eastman just won his 700th game. I think I saw that on their Twitter timeline, which is that's a, 700, that's a lot. 700 games. Um, that's a, that's an incredible accomplishment. Um, you know, that's, so he's always obviously uh, five tool does math. That's that's more than 20 years of 30 plus win seasons. Yeah. And you figure 30 plus wins, you're getting into the playoffs and you're playing a little while. You're, yeah. you know, you're not just one and done in it. So, yeah, it's a lot of wins there at the Woodlands and uh, probably many more to come as well because they're going to be really good again. So, um, that's it. 26 teams. Uh, we hope that we have prepped you and uh, added even more excitement and uh, given you an idea of maybe where you want to kind of navigate your scheduling to and, and where you want to see. Uh, if you plan it right, you know, if you kind of want to knock out a bunch of teams, a lot of these locations are pretty close to one another, or at least a couple of them are close to one another. So you can kind of bounce back and forth. But again, go to fivetool.org. Um, you go to the, to the, if you want to get there from the homepage, you just go to events, hit tournaments and leagues. The festival is going to be the first one listed up there. Um, and we're telling you, uh, you can either go to event hub to find the schedule and all the locations, but click that line button. Um, and make sure you're following the, the the event on the line, um, and that way you can really tailor all of your coverage on the home on the homepage to uh, anything that comes up that's tagged with the event. It's going to come right there down the feed for you on the homepage. So, uh, yeah, we try to make it as easy as possible to keep up with with all the festivities because we're going to be trying to keep up with it. You know, 26 teams. There's going to be a lot of great players. A lot of great games. Uh, definitely some major FOMO sitting in, even though we'll be um, at a game uh, each time there is one. But um, anything else uh, festival-wise before we uh, before we jump out of here? Apologies in advance for some of the name butcherings. Yeah, um, yeah. Let us know as always. Reach out to us. Um, we're we're here to attempt to get it right. We'll still probably mess it up at some point, but. Um, yeah, just really excited for this for this weekend. Uh, lots of good, really good baseball. Um, hopefully the weather holds up. Looks like it should be okay. Knock on all of the wood. Uh, but yeah, again, credit to Ryan Brewer and a lot of our staff behind the scenes at Five. And credit to you house. too. I mean, this is this is this is uh, you're you've got a big hand in this and organizing it and put it together. And for people who don't know this, you got to start on something like this almost a year out. So yeah, uh, yeah. a lot of work goes into the planning, talking to the teams, the schedules, you know, making sure how things fit with rules, you know, whether how many games a team can play from another state, like when they can start this, I mean, put all that together. So it's, it's a, it's a lot of hard work bringing this thing together. Um, but it's, it's come together and we're excited for it. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. We're looking forward for this, this year expanding and then hopefully, keep on doing so in the future because fun, it's fun for us. Um, gets to bring a lot of people to town um, mm -hmm. as far as, you know, some of the area scouts get some looks at some other guys, some cross checkers are showing up. And, you know, like I remember like Cooper Pratt, you talked about him, like this was a, a big event for him last year. Yeah. Um, you know, and that Mississippi, I, like you said, they're only three games they lost. They went 40 and three, by the way. Yeah. So um, I think three and three while they were here, but, uh, it's, it, it's, it's fun stuff, fun baseball. Um, 
you know, like I said, knock on wood, pray for all the weather. Uh, if that holds up, we'll have a great weekend. Yes, we will. Uh, yes, we will indeed. But uh, yeah, be a fun look for for everybody, college coaches, scouts, us, and we'll have it all covered at fivetool.org. And make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram as well, and all of our regional accounts as well. Um, so, uh, well, with that, that wraps up episode 147 of the Five Tool Podcast. Thanks again to our friends at Hitforth uh, for presenting the podcast. And go check those guys out, H-I-T-F-O-R-T-H.com. Uh, but until we talk to you all next time, have a good week. Uh, we hope to see you at the festival. And, uh, hey, coaches, if you've got those pitching rotations, uh, feel free to send it to us. It'll help us out with our, our planning. But uh, until we talk to you all next time, have a good week and take care.